you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey everybody, it's Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio. Got a fun episode for you today, folks. Matt Okada is going to drop by with his top waiver wire targets for the week. But first, we are answering your questions with the fantasy playoffs upon us. Time now for some of your questions that you sent to us on Twitter.com at NFL Fantasy. The first one coming from Olivier, who asks, can I trust Pat Mahomes in the playoffs? Which seemed like a weird thing to have asked if you said this back in August. But here we are in December, and this is a legitimate question. Yes, yes, you can. I, I have been leading the, like, Mahomes is a bust train or whatever you want to call it. But that being said, I'm never not starting Patrick Mahomes, especially he is going to break out of this slump at some point and he'll probably do it with like 400 yards and four touchdowns or something like that. And look at the matchup. Patriots, they're not scary. The Raiders, I mean, Mahomes owns them. And then the Bengals have allowed the most passing yards since week 10. Yeah, you're, you're still starting Patrick Mahomes. You're starting Patrick Mahomes. And I get it. But, I, but I, here's the thing. I appreciate that we, we've gotten to the point where we're having the conversation as opposed to it's just like, yeah, you're starting Patrick Mahomes. Um, we're at least thinking about it now because that's sort of what the offense is. I tweeted yesterday, the weirdest thing about the season is the feeling that Patrick Mahomes is no longer inevitable because that's kind of where we are right now. Uh, next one from Rudy. And this is definitely first world problems here. Do I stick with Hawkinson or go with McBride? I'm just letting you know right now, Rudy, the people in your league hate you. <laughs> They don't, they don't like you. You have, you have like two top, top, two top notch tight ends and you probably have a lot of other people that are poverty at the position. So people don't like you right now. Uh, I would go with McBride there. Uh, McBride with Kyler Murray, the floor has been nine. He's multiple times gone over 20. Uh, it's just a safer and higher ceiling, I would say, than Hawkinson with the mess that is the Vikings quarterback position. Yeah, it's just it's it's about the quarterback for me. I would rather have Kyler Murray over either of the Vikings quarterbacks, whether it's Dobbs or Mullins. So uh, I'm going to go with, with Trey McBride in that one too. Uh, next one from JMS. Can I trust, trust Diggs when he's matched up against elite corners? Multiple single-digit games that cost me losses and pushing me almost out of the playoffs. Diggs most likely getting matched against Gilmore next game. Should I bench him? Ooh. No, um, I, I, just like Mike Evans, Amon Ross, St. Brown, I, you need to start Stephon Diggs because he is uh, a heavy targeted wide receiver who's in one of the best offenses in football. That being said, it has been extremely frustrating the last month, six weeks, uh, especially yesterday. Like I tweeted out that he forgot how hands work because <laughs> every pass was just bouncing off of his passes behind the line of scrimmage were going off of his hands. It's been frustrating, but just like Mahomes and these other stars, he could break out in one big game and 
Speaking of Gilmore, did you see that that he said AJ Brown called him old and he yes. took it personally? Yes, he did. He totally pulled a Michael Jordan, like I <laughs> and I took that personally, and he shut down <laughs> AJ Brown uh, and the rest of the Eagles. I'm with Florio on this one. I can't get away from Stefan Diggs because the volume is so good and we've seen what the ceiling can be. I understand your concern, but I, I got to stick with one of the best receivers in the game. Uh, last one. Who gets the start? Jerome Ford or Chuba Hubbard? Yee. Uh, it is it is Chuba Hubbard for me. Um, the Viking. Uh, I'm sorry. The Falcon. No, no, no. I'm starting Jerome Ford here. Chuba Hubbard gets the Falcons next week. They are the only team in the league to not allow a rushing touchdown to a running back this season. Yeah, they almost did. We thought I thought Rashad White was going to get one, and then Same. Baker Mayfield vultured it away from him. So the Falcons start, sort of stay unblemished there. I'm going to go with Ford there, too. Just that offense is better more yeah, than anything that too. else. <laughs> the Browns' offense is better than the Panthers' offense, so that, for me, uh, makes it a, a Jerome Ford opportunity there. All right. Let's get some of the top waiver wire targets. Our pal Matt Okadas put together his list for the week. Quarterback Jake Browning, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, who has been red hot lately, uh, and Joe Flacco, who as of this moment, as we record, is actually on the Browns practice squad. Likely to be elevated in time for week 15, though. Uh, over at running back, Ezekiel Elliott, Jarek Jet McKinnon, and Clyde Edwards-Elaire. Uh, we'll see what Isaiah Pacheco's status is going to be. Chase Brown, who had a big game for the Bengals. And then Keaton Mitchell, who continues to be a playmaker for the Ravens. Let's flip over to some of the pass catchers. At wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., as well as Demarcus Robinson. Parker Washington, who was getting more snaps in the wake of the Christian Kirk injury. Joshua Palmer, hopefully back because the Chargers could use him, even if it is Easton Stick at quarterback. Uh, and Noah Brown for the Texans. And a couple of tight ends, Isaiah Likely and Tanner Hudson for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, joined now, as we always are this time, by Matt Okada, who writes our weekly waiver wire column. You can find that at NFL.com slash waiver wire. No more buys, Matt. We are done. We can wash our hands of that. So the rosters of all 32 teams are available to us, even if not all the players are. But uh, one guy you really like this week, and it makes sense, Matthew Stafford, who has been lights out. I think it was like the last three weeks, 14 touchdowns and one or two interceptions, whatever it is. Uh, Stafford getting hot here at the end part of the season for fantasy folks. Yeah, uh, the the all the teams thing <laughs> is true. The all the quarterbacks thing is very not true. <laughs> Somehow we continue to lose more. But fortunately, I think Matthew Stafford is the savior, at least for this week when he gets to play the Washington Commanders, which we'll get to. But yes, your point, it's 10 touchdowns over the last three weeks, uh, three, three and four. He scored 23, 23 and 24 fantasy points in those three games. And this is after... He scored through nine touchdown passes before week 12, the entire season. And then Kyron Williams came back in week 12. It feels like we've got the full offense with Cooper Cup healthy and Kyron Williams here. And it's working out great for Matthew Stafford, who looks great, is connecting with all of his playmakers and is scoring big fantasy points. And the last two weeks have come against the Browns and the Ravens, who are two of the toughest matchups in the entire league for quarterbacks. The commanders are not among the toughest matchups. They are among the easiest matchups. Last four games, they've allowed 19 points to Tua, 22 to Tommy DeVito, 24 to Geno Smith, and 32 to Dak Prescott. So you don't have to be hardly anybody at quarterback to put up fantasy points against this team. Matthew Stafford is playing like everybody could possibly 
in these last month or so. So I think he's going to be a smash stream this next week. I consider him somewhere near the top six to eight quarterbacks for this week. Yeah, we were talking during the break and the three of us all agreed we would play Matthew Stafford over Patrick Mahomes this week. Someone who I already have gotten questions about, can I start this player over Patrick Mahomes? And I wouldn't go that far, but Jake Browning has been balling out for the Bengals as of late. Yeah, he might be the line, perhaps, for where where we can or cannot start Patrick Mahomes. And the only reason we'd probably still go with Mahomes is because he can pop off for 504 every now (laughs) and then. But Jake Browning has been kind of close to that these last couple weeks. Who knows how? Uh, He threw for 350 yards, scored a touchdown by air and by ground a couple weeks ago in his week 13 breakout. And then his encore this past Sunday against the Colts, 275 yards, two passing scores and another rushing score to boot. So he has topped 50 fantasy points over these last two weeks and has the Bengals offense honestly humming in the absence of Joe Burrow. We'd like to see a little more for Jamar Chase, maybe. But overall, the, the Bengals offense is putting up points now. Both the Jaguars, who they played a couple weeks ago, and the Colts this last week are soft matchups for quarterbacks, or at least softer than the Vikings, who he plays this next week. So I'm not betting on a 25-point game. I'm probably not even betting on a 20-point game. But the way things are going in this quarterback landscape right now, you don't necessarily need that to feel okay about starting a guy. Browning can absolutely put up 16 to 18 and be a decent stream, maybe playable over Mahomes. Let's toss to a break. We're going to catch it right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. So once upon a time, we wanted every single piece of the Chiefs offense. It's maybe not quite that way anymore, but uh, Isaiah Pacheco missed this past week with a shoulder injury. And Matt, the fact that they ruled him out so early in the week suggested maybe this is going to be a little bit of an extended absence. Um, Jerick McKinnon was great last year. Clyde Edwards-Alaire got a lot of touches on Sunday, so maybe he is also in play in that backfield. Yeah, this is an interesting situation, and there was a lot of talk in the fantasy community about what to expect for this week and also what we can expect for Pacheco. The only real update we've gotten is that he's probably not going to IR. And when that's the only update you get, you don't feel great about him coming back immediately. So I think we might get another week or two potentially without him. And if that's the case, this is what we saw from McKinnon and CEH this past week. CEH handled, like you said, the majority of carries, 11 to McKinnon's four. He also actually out-targeted McKinnon, surprisingly, but McKinnon had the edge in routes run and was once again the go-to guy in the red zone and the 10 zone and at the goal line, which is kind of his thing. He's been doing it now for the Chiefs for a couple years. He did score a seven-yard rushing touchdown as a result, and he did this last year down the stretch. He just... Andy Reid seems to like him in the red zone, and so does Patrick Mahomes. And when those two things are the case, and you're playing for those two guys, it's good for fantasy. So I like adding McKinnon regardless of the Pacheco news, and we have to keep our ear out for what that will be. Uh, and remember, he won, he, McKinnon that is, won us fantasy leagues last year. He can do that again. If Pacheco returns this week, 
I don't like adding CEH. He essentially becomes unusable. If Pacheco does not return, I think CEH is worth a pickup and probably is startable in a game that the Chiefs figured to annihilate the Patriots in this next Sunday. I think they're going to be angry after this past week and want to put up points. So both guys in play, if Pacheco's out, if he is back, I think McKinnon is the guy to go to. Yeah, the Chiefs being angry this week is the safest bet in uh, <laughs> in the history of football. Um, this next player, Keaton Mitchell, he didn't get quite the post by bump that I was hoping, but it was an encouraging performance for the Ravens rookie running back. Someone that I'm excited for, I know you are excited for, and I think our listeners should get very excited for. Yeah, exciting is exactly the right word. Hopefully we can get the opportunity to realize that excitement. Here's the, the thing about this last weekend. Uh very odd day for the Ravens and their offense in what ended up being an overtime win over the Rams. Lamar Jackson threw the ball 43 times, which ties his career high. And as I believe a result of all those dropbacks, Justice Hill led the running backs in snaps, despite the fact that he got zero carries. The wild usage. But Keaton Mitchell still outsnapped and outcarried Gus Edwards over the course of the game, and he took his 10 touches for 62 yards. That's shockingly expected efficiency from this guy at this point. He Every time he touches the ball, he's electric. We've called him the Devon HN light earlier in the season. He continues to be Baltimore's, in my opinion, best back. So the question is, when will he get the usage he deserves? I'm hoping it's this next week in a game against the Jaguars that figures to put up points but also that the Ravens should be favored to win. Jaguars defense has also allowed double-digit fantasy points to six running backs over their last five games, so the matchup's not tough at all. I think he's a low-end flex for now until we see that usage bump up a little bit, but the type of low-end flex who can blow up for an RB1 week from that spot, which is a huge boon in the fantasy playoffs, especially if you're an underdog. Uh, let's stick in Baltimore where Odell Beckham Jr. Look, he's not the player that he was in his prime, but uh, Matt, I think we've seen over the last month that he can still show flashes of being a playmaking wide receiver, which is something the Ravens desperately need. It is four, yeah, four catches for 97 yards and a touchdown this Sunday, this past Sunday. Great for OBJ, no question. But what I'm most excited about was his 10 targets, which was tied with Zay Flowers for the most on the team. Now, what's interesting about those targets is he compiled them on just 25 routes, which was the fourth most on the team. That is a target on 40% of his routes, which is elite in that metric. But your projection for OBJ down the stretch really depends on whether you view those numbers with like a glass half full or half empty mentality. On the one hand, he's going to need more routes to offer any sort of reliable consistency for fantasy. And right now he's currently running fewer than Nelson Aguilar. So that's not encouraging. But on the other hand, he was an absolute stud on that lighter usage last week, played a big part in their win. He looked very good doing it, made a couple sick adjustments for catches that might've otherwise been incomplete and continues to turn in big plays. So I think it's possible OBJ gets a little bit bigger workload down the stretch in upcoming games against the Jags. Niners and Dolphins that all figure to be high scoring and potentially involve a little more throwing for Lamar. Yeah. So, yeah, Mark Andrews out. No one else really stepping up as a true number one. I think Odell could be very fantasy relevant through the playoffs. Yeah, and one their opponent next week, if you looked at Zay Jones, just the box score, you'd be like, oh, he didn't have a huge game, but volume, 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 and that wins the day in fantasy. Yeah, very similar to Odell Jones, not even as good in the fantasy points. He caught five passes for 29 yards, 
which even in PPR is somewhere between bad and mediocre. But here's (laughs) the thing that you miss if you just look at that stat line. Team high, 14 targets and ran 50 routes, which was second to only Calvin Ridley at 53. The problem was Trevor Lawrence could not get on the same page with any of his wide receivers in this game. All of his good juju went to Evan Ingram for some reason. Uh, Lawrence had a 37% completion rate throwing to Ridley, Jones, and also Parker Washington all combined. So I don't expect that to continue. That is a very odd thing for Trevor Lawrence. I think part of it may have been the tough matchup against Cleveland. Part of it may have been that Lawrence was miraculously playing on what we all thought was a serious ankle injury. Maybe wasn't 100%. Maybe couldn't plant and get downfield to his receivers like we'd like to see. If all of that irons out a little bit moving forward, this kind of opportunity for Zay Jones combined with more reasonable efficiency would be absolutely huge, huge. And he does get another tough opponent in week 15. It's the Ravens, though they got tagged by the Rams wideouts this past week. But the real move here potentially is stashing Jones for week 16 when they face the Buccaneers, who have been utter Swiss cheese against air attacks this year. I think he could be a legit wide receiver, two in that matchup and help you through semis. So pick him up. So then we started with a Ram. Let's end with a Ram. Demarcus Robinson, who stepped up, especially with Tutu at well out. Uh, Stafford's hot, so why not just add as many pieces around him as possible? Yeah, I mean, he scored 15 and a half fantasy points a couple weeks ago, followed it up on Sunday with 13.6 in a second straight difficult matchup. We talked about it with Stafford earlier. Uh, has caught a touchdown in each. And once again, like OBJ, the real story here is the usage. 10 targets, 42 route runs, both Tied Cooper Cup for the most on the team. That means ahead of Puka. And next week, like we talked about with Stafford, they get the commanders. They are up there with the Eagles for best matchups in fantasy for wide receivers, allowing 42 points per game to the position. I think he is a unbelievably good stream this week. If you need that, a DFS play, a guy to maybe combo with Zay Jones, pick him up. Don't feel afraid to roll him out there. Absolutely. Uh, Looking for deep help at wide receiver. Demarcus Robinson could be your guy. Matthew, appreciate it, sir. We'll uh, talk to you next week. You can check him out uh, on Twitter at Matt Okada. Check out the waiver wire column at NFL.com slash waiver wire. As for Florio and I, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Tomorrow, we're previewing the first chunk of the Week 15 slate of games. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, when life closes a door, open it again. It's a door. It's how they work. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. We'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.